0: All right, and we're recording now, so... Hello. Hi, everyone, listeners. Viewers. <laughs> Jennifer, you want to you get in on this and greet... Uh, greet...
1: <laughs> yeah, hello, listeners. Uh, welcome to My Kid Watches on TV. This is great, you guys. I'm so
0: excited. Yeah, this is... Well,
1: as you may be able to tell, this is our first attempt at a podcast, so we're having a little bit of fun, and... Uh, just getting rolling, and uh, I guess we should start introducing ourselves, right?
0: Yeah, um, I, I, th- I cannot think we should start with Jesse, to be honest. Yes, with um, me. Because yeah, because I mean, tell
2: us
1: about you, Jesse.
2: Okay. Well, I was gonna say before I introduced, I was just gonna say this is a podcast. It's called "Shit My Kid Watches," and it's um, a podcast about. Um, the stuff our kids watch and we're gonna analyze it and try to break it down into <laughs> all of its various parts that have to do with what we're interested in based on our backgrounds um and we hope you enjoy but so i'm jesse and i am a stay-at-home parent um i've been a stay-at-home parent since 2018 um Prior to that, I was a uh, counselor in uh, the m- uh, mental health field. Um, I worked in schools primarily, um, so I learned a lot about what kids were watching. It was a lot of, um, oh, what's that, what's that show, Titan? The, uh, the scary one with the big monsters, and it's very gory.
0: Yeah, it's Titan something. I can't quite remember what the full title is.
2: Yeah, um, so that's something that you know your twelve and thirteen year olds are watching, FYI. Um, but um, and then prior to that, I was a uh, English creative writing major, which clearly I didn't do anything with until probably now, maybe. <laughs> so, um, so that's a little bit about me.
1: Who else wants to go in? Well, I guess I'll just jump in. All right, good. Dead air. <laughs> <laughs> um my name is jennifer and um i'm just here to talk crap about the tv shows that annoy me that my kid watches Um, (laughs) i am uh, in my 30s and i have a three-year-old and um, came across purely by accident the phenomenon known as blippy because i was looking for excavator videos and i live to regret that day even now so (laughs) Um, you know, I, we try to limit how much our son watches television. Um, he didn't even see a TV on until he was um, a little bit over a year old. Well, he never saw our TV on, and it blew his mind when we finally did turn it on. You would have thought the house was on fire. Um, and ever since then, it's kind of been TV's presence in our lives. has been growing. So uh, I just want to vent about that to you guys. I hope you enjoy it.
0: All right, John. and uh, I'm John, and uh, I'm a stay-at-home dad. I have been for, this is now going on my third month. Um, I, I also try to limit the amount of uh, TV that my kid watches, um, but currently the babysitter is the television while I'm doing the podcast. You might be able to hear it in the background. <laughs> same, guys, same. Yeah, it's um, not something that I recommend doing, but um, happens all the time. So... Um, Especially
2: in the pandemic, like, oh yeah, we're, no, we're not here to to judge, judge people's choices right. <laughs> of Absolutely. how they how they get their kids through the day while also trying to get through the day. Um,
0: right. My background has uh, like classical languages, and uh, I used to be a Latin teacher, and uh, I don't think that'll be in in the podcast very much because there's not a whole lot that you can analyze from a Greco-Roman <laughs> standpoint. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Could i maybe i don't i don't think that there is honestly like unless blippy decides to go ahead and do like we're going back to ancient rome you never or know. visit yeah he might i mean he might <laughs> i haven't seen anything in coco melon that would be uh greco-roman except for maybe like some of the fables but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bore the bore the listeners with that um what else um yeah i i I find a lot of the shows interesting. Like, I'm kind of sort of, I guess, between Jennifer and Jesse, and where I'm like, I'm going to analyze the shows, but I'm also going to like shit talk them because they're goofy sometimes. And I I feel like Mm -hmm. they deserve to be uh, laughed at a little bit.
1: I totally forgot. I totally forgot my background. I've been a stay at home mom for a little over a year. I have a JD. I'm a, I, I was an attorney before I was a stay at home mom, and I have a, an undergrad degree in anthropology and sociology. So, not really sure if I'm applying that, but you know, just a background on how my brain works. It's okay, Jennifer. Nobody cares anyway. Yeah,
0: you know, <laughs> about any of us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no. will. Dear listener. <laughs> Dear listener, please care about us. We're millennials and we're stay-at-home parents and we need you. Um, no, I think that all of our backgrounds have something to do with why we're getting into this personally. I mean, I, that's my opinion on that. But um, speaking of millennials, I was joking to Chris about how we didn't do like a 15-minute intro episode. For this podcast, like a lot of podcasts do like a here and they've got the cool music and we're just going for it. It's probably going to be at least 30 minutes, if not longer, because we're millennials and we don't half ass anything. We just go for it. Well, we don't half ass doing something, um, maybe just the details of it. (laughs) We just figure it out as we go.
0: And that's one of the good things about podcasting is you can kind of just figure it out as you go. It's just a good platform to to be like. Well, here I'm getting my feet wet. Good times.
2: Right. This is something that is interesting to me, and hopefully, it's interesting to other people. Um, and I think a lot of people, at least, like you were saying, John. Baby, the you know, turn the TV on as a, as a babysitter, even just for um, an hour. Um, a lot of people are doing that right now, and so I think it would be good for people to to know what. What it is that their kids are watching, and yeah, also be able to have a place to make fun of it because, like, my my child is watching so Curious God. George right now. Um, Curious is, Curious George's dad, the man in the yellow hat, is also mm-hmm. an absentee father, <laughs> <laughs> like I am being right now. <laughs> um, and uh, and so I think that's just an interesting setup that the showrunners have. Uh, well, propagated since the book came out, um, because he was very much like that in the book, too.
1: Um, yeah, I think so you yeah. just saw a, a monkey is more like you can just let it go and be But <laughs> Absolutely that's not. Like, just just <laughs> the he back. is a, a perpetual like a dog, toddler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Carries are just wild, guys. We will get into that at some
2: point. We will get into it, yeah. But all that to say, everybody needs to know what kinds of things their kids are viewing because maybe they're seeing people just let their entities small entities run around amok without any kind of guidance
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so briefly i just wanted to touch on the general recommendations from like the american academy of pediatrics and various other sources on toddlers and children in tv um again, we are not here to judge you. They typically Mm. recommend, I think it's American Academy of Pediatrics, the AAP recommends that toddlers, it's okay for them to have about an hour of, quote, quality programming a day or so, but we all know here in the pandemic when people are trying to work from home and you've got a toddler or even a young child, it's tough, guys. We are not here to judge you. (coughs)
0: Uh,
1: But that's just a typical recommendation, which is probably why We've tried to limit our kids, but have, you know, failed like humans do.
2: Well, uh, no, I don't think we've failed
1: as humans. I think that
2: our systems systems of how we are allowed to have families in the world, uh, particularly in this country, uh, are what are kind of the failure. But that's politics, and that might be a different, uh, well, it might might come up, but not Mm -hmm. in this intro episode. We don't want (laughs) to scare everybody off before we even get started. (laughs)
0: um i will also say that since we're since we're not judging the parents who are letting the tv babysit their kids uh we are judging the television shows uh Uh, i feel like especially jennifer's going to be quite harsh when it comes to blippy um Mm. but Mm. so like i said uh some of the shows are just weird and you you kind of have to look at them sideways and specifically, I'm thinking of Blippi. I really like Cocoa Melon. That's what we're watching right now. Uh, and I also would like to say, like, I think it's important, um, especially if you are a stay-at-home parent who's listening to this, to not just feel bad that your kids may be watching too much television, but also take the opportunity to watch it with them and talk to them about it. Um, I feel like what's more important for developing toddlers is uh, – human interaction and if you can interact with them about a television show about what they're watching about what they're learning and about what the show is teaching them and showing them then that's all the better like it doesn't it doesn't need to be a bad thing you can you can turn it into a good thing
1: and even that's true of even the tv shows that i find irritating even but uh, there's some good content out there that we will probably touch on as well you know, I mean, Daniel Tiger is great, Dinosaur Train is great. You know, PBS mm-hmm. Kids is free online yeah. and uh, has a lot of good content on there. So not everything is bad. Don't feel bad if you have to right. use the TV from time to time, as we are all currently doing, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Everybody's
2: <laughs> child is sitting in front of the TV right
0: now. Well, mine is standing, but point taken.
1: <laughs> what are they watching? Curious
0: George. <laughs> Melon.
1: We are watching The Grinch, upon request. Nice. Oh, yeah. nice. Not quite seasonal, but, you know, it's what we're doing. Millie
2: asks for that one every once in a while, too. It's a good one because it's only about, like, what, 20 minutes? 20 minutes.
1: That's why I'm a little concerned. Yeah. 20 minutes. If I'll you have to, to get him. up
2: and go change, change the channel, as it were, go for it.
1: Right. No, I tried to convince him for Nemo. He wasn't having it. He wanted the Grinch.
2: <laughs> um, to the point about... um you know, having conversations with your kid and getting, getting involved. I think that is a really, um, it's been really beneficial for me to do that with Millie. I'll speak for myself, but also, um, we keep joking about how TV is raising our kids right now. It's raising me as a parent every once in a while too. Um, especially the, um, the more educational shows, um, like Sesame oh, Street, absolutely. learning about different um, uh, experiments and, and things that they do on Sesame Street um, can be done right in the kitchen, like even as you're watching um, or, or outside after you watch an episode, like let's go outside and see if we can do what we saw in Sesame Street. Um, so that's been really helpful, and I think um, I think parents have as much to benefit from as children do from those really good educational TV shows Um, especially if you're kind of at a loss, you know, like at the end of a long day and you're coming home um, and you sit down to watch Sesame Street or Daniel Tiger or something um, with your kid and you don't know what you're going to do after that well, get some ideas from those shows and and go try them out
1: Yeah, absolutely (laughs) Daniel Tiger uh, helps me sometimes with the coping mechanisms because mm, mm-hmm. they're real good with that. Absolutely.
0: Well, one of the things I really like about Coco Melon is that they intentionally teach you sign language. Uh, and I think oh, that's yeah. a really cool thing that um, a lot of shows, I, I wouldn't, I guess I don't want to say neglect, but they don't have it uh, so far as I've seen, but I've learned uh, a little bit more sign language. Like I know, please and thank you and uh, I'm sorry and excuse me and all sorts of stuff from from that song (laughs) yeah Um, and my my kid is still fairly young he's not even two yet Um, but it's still I think important for him to learn start learning those words and um, I like linguistically uh, the idea of him learning sign language because it's I mean that's that's a really cool language and I, yeah, yeah. I, I like languages, background. so, yeah, there, there you go.
2: There you go. It's perfect. See, it'll, it'll come into play more than you think, I think.
1: Absolutely. Millie watches
2: Dot a lot, and Dot is really good. Um, it's a CB, is it called CBC? It's Can- out of Canada. Um, oh, yeah. And it's really good about teaching about technology and appropriate use of technology, but even more than that, um, that one, along with Sesame Street, teaches the value of adults in a child's life. Um, and so, um, I think Eleanor does that too. That's
1: also a PBS offering. Where are you guys viewing the dot? Is that on, you guys just get that on general broadcast or are you watching it on Hulu or? Hulu. Mm -hmm. It
2: is on Hulu and there are only two seasons out there. It's really weird. Um, season one has like 50 some odd episodes and season two has about, I want to say between 26 and 30 some odd episodes. So I don't think it had a long run, which made us sad, but it, um, but all the episodes that did run were engaging and interesting and yeah, it'll definitely have its moment on the podcast.
1: Yeah. What are, uh, so John, you've got like Cocomelon, are there any other shows that you know of, like want to discuss at some point throughout this, kind of give people a broadcast of what we're thinking
0: Well, um, in the near future? I. I actually am not super familiar with uh, the whole extent. I feel like most of what I've gotten uh, to talk about, and what I'm, some of the stuff that I'm eager to talk about, I've actually heard from you two already. Has been like Dot and Blippy and Curious George, and mm-hmm. I also think it would be really important to go into like the what we mentioned was the sort of like golden age of kids TV, where we've got um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name Neighborhood, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and yeah. Sesame Street and Reading some of the stuff like yeah exactly yeah, um rainbow was good and I, I think it would be fun to do like some compare and contrast on those sorts of things um
1: ren and stimpy re, oh my gosh no please don't <laughs> make
0: me watch that i i remember that from my my childhood i don't want to redo that do not want to rehash
1: <laughs> well, we're tossing crap i'm just
0: like, talking yeah, right but god that's such a weird show
2: if I had been prepared, I would have brought up that blippy episode, um, or not episode, um, article where the author of the article listed, like, kind of the general criteria that make up a decent child show. Um, it was somewhere towards the bottom of that article. I'll see if I can find it. But um, it was really interesting because, and it, it, especially if we want to compare today's shows, especially the ones that we find on YouTube to what we grew up with Um, not to say that what we grew up with is the litmus test for all good shows but I think yeah like Mr. Rogers uh, Neighborhood and Sesame Street and some of those from the 70s and 80s um, that got their start in just like helping kids grow up and um, helping families raise children even if they weren't at if the parents weren't at home or the caregivers weren't at home um there was a lot to offer there because that's where kids were learning their soft skills their emotional intelligence that's where they were learning about things like you know kind of like big world things like divorce and death mm-hmm. and all yeah. of this stuff um so i think i think it's good to compare shows like that with with what kids are watching typically today um and like I said, I'm going to try to find that. I actually have it pulled up
1: here. Criteria. Um, oh, awesome. It's uh, an article in Current Affairs called The Dead World of Blippi by Nathan J. Robinson. Uh, this is not any content that I created. Again, Nathan J. Robinson is the author um, of this article called The Dead World of Blippi, available in Current Affairs. You can just Google The Dead World of Blippi. But he says towards the end, um, let's see. He has this list, and he says, a few things that children shows need. First, feelings. And then he goes on, kind of a, a long explanation of that. Second, diversity. Sesame Street has um, real kids, black, white, and Hispanic, in working-class neighborhoods, um, interacting and things like that. Third, work. Sometimes, um, as with the apple picker, Blippi simply ignores the workers. And other times he has brief conversations. But, you know, it should involve, like, talking about the work that's being done. Fourth, nature. Machines are cool, but a leaf is just as fascinating as a tractor trailer. And fifth, inventiveness. And he talks about the show called The Electric Company, which I never saw it came out in the 70s, apparently. Then, and it talks about how inventive the show was. So it's, it's a really interesting article if any of the listeners want to take a look. Again, Can you read those, those criteria again just one more time? Yeah, absolutely. Let me get back to it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. I was scrolling back up to read the author again. So, first, feelings. Second, diversity. Third, work. Fourth, nature fifth inventiveness. Okay. And that is again an article in current affairs online published by Nathan J. Robinson titled The Dead World of Blippy. Which is a
2: fascinating it's a fascinating article prior to those criteria that he lists. Yeah. Um, and, it's and a one that bit we will of a rely on. Throat lead yes. On Blippi. yes. We'll get to it when we start doing our analysis of Blippi but I liked those criteria because I thought that that pretty much runs the gamut of different areas of one's life and it seemed I don't know it seemed legit to me right <laughs> Again, right yeah. we're not we're not scholars in children's programming <laughs> so but anything that sounds kind of right, right we want our kids is right, to see, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely so What are we talking, did we want to talk about, um, there were lots of things that we wanted to try with our first, uh, with our first episode, um, we wanted to kind of talk about the overview of what, what the show is about, I think we've done that, um, I think we wanted to talk about, what was it, other names that we had, because we landed on Shit My Kid Watches.
0: Oh yeah, we we should have, we should have made a list, uh, a much more readily available list of, uh.
1: No worries. Yeah. I remember exactly
2: lost. what I wanted to name this podcast and I still call it that in my head sometimes but it was kids in the pod because I'm so clever <laughs> <laughs> a, a reference to kids in the hall anybody nice. anybody nice. nobody I
0: didn't I, didn't, I don't get the reference no me neither oh my god Sorry.
2: Oh my god, it was such a great show. It was like Canadian Saturday Night Live, only really goofy and weird. Like very And with weird. kids. With kids? No, it was with full grown adults. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a I don't have any of the any of the other so I, I I just I wanted would go back shout to shout out for mine.
1: Uh I would definitely go back to the text, but every time I try to go anywhere else on my phone, which is what I'm using for this recording, guys, I, uh, you guys mute out and I can't hear you. So. Oh, I am I oh. currently
0: uh, scrolling back up in Facebook Messenger and uh, trying to find... what
1: was the text messages that you guys, between... As this is hilarious. So I feel Jessica. like
2: I sent you guys scrambling and now
1: no, now I everybody's mean... just listening to us go, "Uh, yeah, we should talk <laughs> about that." <laughs> I legitimately don't remember a single other thing that we proposed.
0: Well, like we proposed so many other things. Like we should at least
1: give give remember them a, one. the honor that they're due. I remembered mine. I feel like that's enough. Listeners, if we can't remember in this episode or find them in this episode, we will get back to you with some really hilarious names. But please believe us when we tell you that they were funny. (laughs) And it was a very long text. I don't.
0: I don't remember the punchline, but it was great.
1: (laughs) Listen, it 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 left me feeling very happy. Overworked, zero-paid stay-at-home parent right now. (laughs) I get no sleep.
0: (laughs) Thank God we're not trying to be comedians.
2: Yeah. Oh, God. Um, well, I think, so as far as introductions go, you know, like I said, I think all of our backgrounds will play some part in this. Um, I think also um, I wanted to talk with this podcast about um, how the creators' visions for shows and how their own lives kind of jump into the show and, and what we end up seeing on our TV. Um, television is pretty highly regu- regulated. YouTube is not highly regulated. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think that's an interesting dynamic um, that we have to deal with today as parents, whereas our parents, before uh, before that, before YouTube and the advent of, of the Internet, <clears throat> um, they didn't have to necessarily worry about what their kids were watching if it was on tv during a slotted time they knew what their kids were watching
1: well or at least they knew someone had vetted it for certain criteria. exactly yeah well, it wasn't had going, going through all the regulations you know, mm-hmm. cursing and things
2: exactly um and now you can just jump on youtube or vivo or whatever and see whatever you you want basically you type it in the search engine and it pops up so um so I think that's something that we want to explore too with this with this podcast, or at least I do. Um, yeah. Talking about how different different things that are out there for kids have been affected by the internet and um, how we deal with that, and also make fun of things. I think that's been made clear. We're gonna make fun of a
0: lot. Yeah, that's that's gonna happen a lot. <laughs>
1: I'm going we're going to talk stuff. about
2: serious things, but we're also just going to tear these shows apart.
0: Well, I think one of my, uh, one of my interests now that we brought it up is the, the criteria that were mentioned earlier um, from that article. I think is really good to look for in, in how, the, how exactly they do all of these things. Because mm-hmm. in some shows it's uh, fairly obvious, but I think in others it's either you've got to look for it or like in the case of Blippi, maybe it doesn't show up at all.
2: Right, and yes.
0: And, and how, what are the implications of shows that don't have that, that don't fulfill that criteria? Yeah. And what, like, can are those shows that are worth watching? Can we still do those? Or should we just give up on them entirely? I mean, I'm sure that Blippi's not going to be uh, abandoned by his fan base since he does seem to be very popular.
1: Insanely popular. Right. And his fans are basically tiny sociopaths, so, I mean, they don't care. The parents, whatever, but the kids are in love with him. Yeah. I think it has to do
2: to, I don't know, but when you said that, John, it made me think of junk food and, and, like, nutritional value of different foods that we're putting in front of ourselves and our kids. Like, yes, we know that the lettuce and the kale and the... Broccoli is a lot better for us than the um, Reese's peanut butter cup. Shout out to Reese's, come and sponsor our podcast.
0: But, um, <laughs> so,
2: or to the or to the kale farmers, come and sponsor our podcast. Um, but yeah, like so, there are. I feel like there are some shows that have a lot better nutritional value um, than than others. But we still eat, you
1: know, the other shows that maybe don't have as much educational value and And there's some shows that we feel like have educational value but don't like veggie straws which are actually potato chips with a sousant of veggie powder sprinkled on top (laughs) not actually made out of vegetables like read the ingredients folks those are potato chips (laughs) they're not real anyway right so basically the criteria
2: you read jennifer is is like the nutritional content like Read, right. the, read the label it doesn't meet these, these is, is the but again,
1: content at the top or at the very bottom <laughs> so it's last there's not much in there it's, it's everywhere is my answer
2: but again I think we're not judging people for yeah what they're letting their kids watch like if you're just having if you have something that you have to do and you got to put your kid in front of something <laughs> for 10 or 15 minutes um you got to do what you got to do, and um, just like you know, some of us have to get our our children fed. But like John said, what what are the implications of that? If we're choosing that over and over again, um, how how does how does something like Blippi play a part in our lives? What role does it play, um, especially stacked up in against some of the other things that kids could be watching too, just as easily.
1: I feel like Blippi is really a veggie straw. Like, that's <laughs> really neat. Like He tells that's... you about the parts of an excavator, but it's also dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: the metaphor for Blippi. Veggie straws. Veggie Blippi straws. is a veggie They're straw. are so freaking
1: addictive. <laughs> but <laughs> there's almost but no they vegetables. don't do anything for you. No. <laughs> they don't straw and they don't veggie. It's a lot. <laughs> We'll have a chart up
2: next time. Maybe we should start our Facebook group and, and make a chart comparing all of the different shows to the foods we think they correlate with. <laughs> nice, <laughs> yes. Okay.
1: Possible other ideas uh, for fun extracurricular content was me live-tweeting watching Curious George because that show is wild, y'all. <laughs> it's it's one of the best worst
2: or worst best. I haven't decided. I it's pretty it good. Has It has so many elements of it that are um, great for kids. And then there are some things that I'm, like, looking at my child and saying, okay, well, do you see what George just did? Don't do that, please. Oh, yeah. (laughs) don't. (laughs) Don't do that. And then I'll look at me and say, Jesse, do you see what the man in the yellow hat just did? (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) As a matter of fact, by the end of the day, if I can say I was less like the man in the yellow hat, as a parent i feel like i've done Winning. a good job yeah win for the day did i leave two children in the wilderness before a rainstorm no good for
1: me nailed it <laughs> nailed it all right well um maybe we should get some intro and outro music for you, for our, our listeners at some point but i don't know is there anything else we want to cover in our first intro episode I think I want to just
2: oh go for it, John.
0: Oh, I was I was just gonna say I was drawing a blank. So no, drawing
2: I told Okay. Well, in the counseling profession, we always do a little uh, blurb at the end of okay, this is what we've talked about and this is what your homework is. <laughs> not always, not always, but sometimes. And I think that's helpful. So like today, you know, we've introduced our, our podcast the best we could. Uh, I think we need to to recap, um, but then also do a kind of like a looking ahead. So what is what's what's up? What's up next? This was the introduction. Here's who we are, um, and then where we're where we're headed with the next episode. Um, so today we just talked about why we're doing this, um, our various backgrounds, and um, what we're hoping to do overall with the podcast, and, and why we think it's important. Um, up next, I think, is, are we going with Blippi? I think that's what we were talking about the
0: most. Yeah, I think that's what we, we've decided on. Is we're starting with Blippi. Um, yeah.
2: And each of us is going to watch an episode of Blippy and bring that to the table for the next conversation. Or or are we just doing, see, this is stuff that we should have hashed out <laughs> instead, of the, instead of on the podcast. But, you know, this get is it, how parents do it. it. This is how parents do it. We're in the moment, people.
0: I think we um, can uh, we can throw together an introduction to Blippi, and um, if yeah. it doesn't wind up being um, a full length podcast, then we can just go ahead and stick it onto the um, stick it onto the episodes, the specific episodes that we're watching. Because um, ultimately, it's it's going to be. There's, there's a lot of Blippy out there to analyze. So, yes. doing, it, doing it three episodes at a time is going to take us a while. So, they'll, get, sure. they'll get very familiar where, with it. So, we might not necessarily need to do a huge long intro to it.
2: Absolutely. Blippy yeah. is prolific. So, yeah. So, long story short, Blippy is going to be our first show that we discuss. Um, and, and talk about its merits and also its, some of its pitfalls. Um, and we hope you come back to learn more about what we have to say about it. <laughs> <laughs>